Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We had a good, we had a good time at 9am, so we had a really good time. It's sort of different because it's, it's a different um, structure to the service, so I don't think I'm in my groove yet, but I'm in my groove here because this is what I'm used to. This is my habit, which flows very nicely into my message this morning. <laughs> Work your habit. Work your habit. I've got to say, for those people that um, heard Paul talking about our first date, firstly, who's amazed that we still got married? <laughs> yep. I'm amazed. No, I'm not. I said in the 9am, I was already smitten. So it wouldn't have mattered what he said. He could have said, will you pay for the whole thing? And I would have said yes. <laughs> it's true, I was already smitten. I looked at him, anyway, I'm not going to go there. We'll s- <laughs> Who doesn't want me to go there? Everybody. Um, he, he has improved. <laughs> He's never, ever done that again. And a week later, he took me to a restaurant that sold meat. Yay. So, and he paid for the whole thing. So, you know, it was... Life was looking up from that moment on. (laughs) Work your habits. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Jump in the shower, check your email, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, hit a few likes, grab a coffee, read the word and pray. Do you brush your teeth before or after you shower? Do you put your right shoe on first or your left shoe? Which, Which shoe do you tie your shoelaces, right or left. What do you say to people as you leave in the morning? When you get to your desk, do you go straight to your email or do you talk to a work colleague first of all? What do you usually have for lunch? Is it a salad, a packed lunch, McDonald's? Don't do it. Or do you skip lunch altogether? When you get home, do you come into the house and get changed and go out for a run or do you have a glass of wine? Do you have your dinner around the table or do you sit in front of the television or iPad or phone while you eat? Most choices we make each day may feel like products of well-considered decision-making, but actually they're not. They are habits And over time, the meals we order, what we say to our kids each night, whether we save or spend, how often we exercise, the way we organise our thoughts and work routines have a huge impact on our life. They have a huge impact on our health, our productivity, our financial security and our happiness. A study uh, by a researcher at Duke University in 2006 found that more than 40%, 40% of the actions people perform each day were not actual decisions but habits. 40% of what we do, that's nearly half of the things that we do, are not deliberate decisions that we make, they are habits that we do. We have sleeping habits, eating habits, speaking habits, spending habits. We have coping mechanisms that become habits. 
We have exercise habits and we have thinking habits. And I'm here today to tell you that our habits take us somewhere. So it is important to recognise the habits that we have in our life. This series is called Work Your Habits. We need to work our habits for two reasons. Firstly, because of what I've just said. Our habits direct our lives. So we can't just let our habits go unchecked. We need to work on them. And the second is this, that habits are powerful. So let's be people that make our habits work for us. Make your habits work for you. Paul and I have been having a date night every week, not for 31 years, we've been married for that long, but for probably 27, if we're in the same city at the same time, once a week. And that is a great habit. We, don't, we didn't always go out, we had no money for a lot of those years, so we'd put the kids to bed and sit on the couch and have a date. And that habit is a great habit and it has helped our marriage to be a great marriage. I mean, every marriage can get better. And that habit also helps our children. Great marriage is great for the kids. Habits are formed in our brains as we do something over and over and over again. So during the forming of a habit, our brain is working hard the entire time. Think about it when you learn to drive. Every single thing that you do, you have to think about what you're doing. And when you reverse, you know, you're thinking about everything you're doing until these days, been driving for so long, it's, it's an automatic reaction. The routines that we do become habits. Our 14-month-old grandson, when he comes to our house, he puts his arms out, I take him, he points to our back door. And I take him to the back door, then he points to the handle. So I unlock the handle, he points to the thing, the deadlock, and so I pull that down. Then we go out and we go up and down the stairs about five times, he crawls up and down. Then we walk, then we go up and down the next lot of stairs. And then we walk over to the pool area and he, and he gets me to pick him up and he opens the gate and then he shuts it. And then we walk down to our, where our washing line is and he points to the place where the pegs are kept because I don't leave them out in the sun, of course, because that's when they crack, people. That's when they snap. We all know that. <laughs> and he points to the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. And so I open it up. And then we pull out the peg basket. Then he tips the peg basket up. And then we turn it over. And then he puts all the pegs back in. And we do that over and over again. And at every moment when he gets what he wants, he gives me a big smile. <laughs> and so, of course, I do it. But, <laughs> but that's a habit now. And that's what happens every time he comes to my house. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> Routines become habits. On, on, um, on Friday, we're not in the office on Friday. On Friday, Paul drove here twice because that's his habit. He actually got here Friday morning. He meant to go to Nathan's unit in Watson and he got to the driveway here and went, how did I get here? It's a habit. Once a, routine become, once a routine becomes a habit, our brains are free to think about other things. And that's what Paul was doing. He was thinking about all these other things. And here he was. Scientists say 
that habits happen in our lives because our brain is constantly looking for ways to save effort. Our brains will, will they are wired to make routines into habits. They, are, they will try to take any routine that we do over and over again and make it a habit so that they don't have to think about every single thing that goes on. That is a powerful thing to know about our brain. So we don't have to think about how we brush our teeth. We don't have to think, put the toothpaste on first because we do it without even thinking. And then it becomes a habit. Habits are great in that way because they work for us so we don't have to keep learning how to ride a bike or how to drive a car. Because once we've learnt, we can just let it happen. But here's the thing about habits. Our brain can't tell whether they're good or bad. They can't tell the difference between a good habit. Our brains can't tell the difference between a good habit or a bad habit. To our brain... A habit is just something we've done over and over again until it's become a routine and eventually a habit in our lives. It's just what we do. And that can work for us. It's just what I do. Five days a week, I get out of bed and I exercise. It's just what I do. I, I would find it very hard not to do that. Every day I get up and I pray. It's just what I do. And it's a great habit. It works for us. But, you know, we can have other habits where something terrible happens in our life and we grab the Tim Tams or we grab something and we emotionally just fill ourselves with stuff to try and make us feel good. And that's what we do. That's our habit. Some people, when things aren't working well, they, they go to the shop and they just spend and now they've got a debt of 20 grand on their credit card because they're forever, that, that's how they, that's their habit. So what habits do you need to work? And what habits are working for you? Socrates says the unexamined life is not worth living. Not worth living. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, habits, so do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Habits are really a pattern of thinking that we have developed over time. And that pattern of thinking decides what we do. That pattern of thinking determines our actions. What incorrect patterns might you have going on in your mind? What incorrect patterns do I have going on in my mind? The message version of Romans 12.2 says, Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. So that you fit into it without even thinking. That's what a habit becomes. It's something that happens without us even thinking about it. Living life without even thinking is great when you have good habits. But it's not great when we're talking about bad habits. That pattern of thinking, that bad habit, it's, it affects our life. It takes us to a place that we don't want to end up. What happens is our brain stops participating in the decision-making and the bad habit is an automatic response. 
our brain depends on automatic routines and that can be dangerous. We can find ourselves doing things and going, wow, how did I get here? How did I eat that whole tub of ice cream? Ben and Jerry's. Caramel chunk with <laughs> double chocolate chips, sort of Ben and Jerry's. Who likes Ben and Jerry's? I can only eat two teaspoons and then I feel sick, but it's really nice for those first two teaspoons. It's actually life on autopilot. We just end up there. And that is bad if it's not working for us. It's great when it works. It's great when they're good habits. Okay, so what do we do? The first thing that all of us need to remember when we're talking about habits is we need to be aware of what we start. Be aware of what we start. Be aware. If a person needs to change their eating habits... Someone, a dietitian or someone might say to them, write down everything you eat. Keep a food diary. Because a lot of the time they're not aware of what they're eating. They're on autopilot. I've said many times, and I will keep saying from this pulpit, we need to think about what we're thinking about rather than just allowing our mind to go in all sorts of directions. We can't just let that happen because we need to be aware of and challenge, challenge some or many of the thoughts that go through our mind at times. Is that just me? There are thoughts that go through my mind and I need to think, hold on a minute, stop. That's not true. That's not real. Not everyone's out to, you know, get you or... Not that I think that, but some people do. Some people think that people are continually thinking about them and, and thinking negative things about them. I feel like saying to them, seriously, people are too busy thinking about themselves. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Good. They're not thinking about you. <laughs> that sounds terrible, doesn't it? But there's an element of truth in there, people. When it comes to habits, we need to think about what we are creating in our lives before it becomes a habit. Be aware, because our brains are wired to make any routine we start become a habit. Your brain is wired to make any routine you start become a habit, hence our grandson and what I do every time he comes to my house, because that's the habit. I made a, a constant... A, conscious decision quite a few years ago that I would not come home from work and have a glass of wine. Now, there's nothing wrong with coming home from work and having a glass of wine, like every day. But I made a conscious decision that I would not do that because I did not want that to become my habit. I mean, we have a glass of wine once or twice a week, but I didn't want it to become a dependency in my life. Because any routine you start, your brain makes it a habit. I also, another thing about that also is drinking by myself. I won't do it. It's like those signs. We have to be aware of what habits we are starting. It's like those, those big signs on um, exits. 
on highways if you're trying to go down an up ramp. I got that right. I had to think about that. If you're trying to... <laughs> Wrong way. Go back. It's big and it's red and it's in caps. That's what sometimes we need to be aware of with habits that we might start. Wrong way, go back. We have good friends, Pastor Pat and Amanda Ancliffe, who are at Oxford Falls. Years ago, we were, they, we were going to Presence Conference with them. They live in Sydney and Darling Harbour. Who knows, that's a fun place to navigate. Wow. He took us, um, he took us up a down ramp. We were driving up this ramp, wrong way, go back, and cars were coming down the other way. And I thought, wow, Pat, you live in this city. Now, that's something I would normally do just because of me. But we need to do that with our habits as well. Wrong way, go back. Don't live life on autopilot. Be aware, be aware, be aware, be aware of what you're starting. Make some good habits. Be aware of those too. Come to church every week. That's a good habit to have. Preaching to the choir here. <laughs> bring your kids to church. Train them in, bring them up in the house of God. That's a great habit. Yeah. Teach them to give to God. That's a great habit. That'll set them up for success. Okay, so the first thing is be aware. The second thing is how do you change a bad habit? Okay, so you've looked at your life and you've said, okay. Here's a, there's some things that I want to change. I've, some, some areas in your life you've been living on autopilot and it's having a negative effect on you. You know, okay, these are the things I want to change. Here's the fabulous news. You ready for the fabulous news? The fabulous news is that our brains can be retrained. That is the awesome news. In fact, the Bible tells us that it's our job to retrain our brains because life works from the inside out, not from the outside in. It's not about what happens out there. It's what's going on in here that will change you, that will change the direction of your life. So God has given us this ability and he's given us the responsibility to retrain our brains. It's our place. It's not the person next to you. It's not their job. It's our job. Of course, it's with God's help. We cannot do anything without him. But we have to take responsibility for it. Romans 12, 2, the New Living Translation tells us that we are changed into a new person by changing the way we think. Every habit is changeable. But to change a habit, we must first decide to change it. We have to make a decision. We, have to ex we, we accept the hard work of identifying what's going on, identifying what drives these habits that we don't want to have in our life anymore so that we can work on them and we can take responsibility for them and we can choose to use the self-control that God has given us all. Because 2 Corinthians says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. You have self-discipline. God has given you self-discipline. He has given it to you. Galatians tells us that, that one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. And so we get that working in our lives because it's there, it's been given to us, we get it working in our lives. It takes time and it takes effort, but you can do it. 
Changing a habit begins with identification. What is the habit I want to change? It continues with a choice. A choice that is made by us. It's our choice. No one else can choose it for us. Sometimes people will talk to me and I'll say, you, you have to choose. I, I would choose for you if I could. I really would choose for you. But it doesn't matter what I, my choice is. It's your choice for you that is important. Because God gave you that choice. Deuteronomy 30 says that today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. We get to choose life or death, blessing or cursing. Now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. What choice are you going to make? Oh, that you would choose life, that you and your descendants might live. What choice will you make? You know, there's so much blame in our society today. Our society is full of people who want to blame. They did this to me. They are responsible. They are to blame. I am only in this situation because of what they did. Look, at the end of the day, and this might sound really harsh, but at the end of the day... We choose how we will respond to every situation that comes our way. And I'm not saying it's easy, because it's not. It's absolutely not. We are not responsible for what happens to us, but we are always responsible for how we respond. We are responsible to make the choice for change. And if we don't choose to change, nothing will change. If we don't make that choice... Everything will stay the same and we will still be in the same position. It doesn't matter how long it takes, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, we will still be in the same position. Some of you are living with negative habits in your life because you have given other people too much power over you. What do I mean? I mean that they say something, they do something, and off you go into a negative spiral that has produced a negative coping me mechanism, a negative habit in your life. I have, I have spent 12 months working on something in my life that, used to, that did that to me. And this week, I was saying in the 9am service, I said to Paul on Friday, high five me, babe. And he said, sure. <laughs> he had no idea what we were high-fiving about. But he high-fived me anyway. Because I have, when I say I, I mean God in me, because I can do nothing without him. God and I together, because he needs my choice. He needs my participation. He needs me to say yes. We have been working on one thing. We've probably been working on a hundred things, but this is one thing I'm talking about today. And that happens in, the, in certain situations that sends me spiralling into, into just negativity and coping mechanisms, and it sends me off. And I had the, I had the opportunity uh, during the week, over a couple of days, to face that and to have the same thing that would always happen. It's, always, it's outside of me. It's happening outside of me, and I got to choose to give it no power in my life. Oh, it's not about me. Don't clap me. 
I got to choose to give it no power. Who's the boss? The habit you've allowed to be created in your life? Who's the boss? The person you've given power to that has caused you to have that unhelpful habit? Who's the boss? Do not put someone in a position where they have power over your failure or success in life. Don't do it. You must take responsibility for you. Those things outside of you, you are bigger than them. You have God in you. Don't give it the power. That's what I wanted to say. So... Once you've identified the habit, we choose to change it. We ask God to help us. And we don't just ask him to help us, we believe that he will. You know? God doesn't respond to need, he doesn't respond to whinging, he doesn't respond to, oh God. He doesn't respond to that. He responds to faith. We believe that God wants to help us, because he does. And then we get the sword, which is the word of God. And we begin to look in our sword, at our sword and we begin to take that sword and we let it change our pattern of thinking. And then everything changes. You know what? We also need people with us to walk through this process. We are not islands. We cannot do it alone. But once we, un- if the band could come up, once we understand that habits can change, we have the freedom and we have the responsibility to change them, to remake them. We can get to work. Because God wants us free. He wants us that way. But he doesn't just go, boom. he says, come on, we're going to work on this together. You get to choose. I gave you that choice way, way back in the beginning. What are you going to do with it? Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.